Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So have you heard from Pastor Silsley the two sermons on Romans, and I will continue with Romans, emphasizing the personal struggle and the comfort that is given to the Christian. As we have a sermon title from Psalm 56, which was our intro, it, you have kept count of my tossings and put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, God is for us. You may be seated. Dear fellow Christian strugglers, I've been on vacation, but because of sin in the world, death has refused to do the same. Eulafe Zaral passed away on Tuesday, the 13th of June. Dick Gruber passed away on Monday, and his funeral is on this coming Monday. Jackie Roth passed away on Tuesday, and her funeral will be this coming Friday. Sin insists on paying its wages. Yes, we heard in Romans 6, the wages of sin is death. Our lives are a continual struggle against death and its cause, yes, sin. But thanks be to God for his great gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the central thought of today's sermon has both this element of struggle and the comfort that we have in Christ. You know how it is we want to do the right thing, but we find ourselves hindered in so many ways. Like Jeremiah, who had friends who turned on him. His friends were unable to see that, what belong, that he belonged to the Lord, who truly loves and cares and blesses and gives peace. And that situation caused him many tears. Yet the Lord knows and takes notice of such a situation, like catching your teardrops in his bottle. He knows every one of our tears are precious, and so we can cry to him, put our tears in your bottle. As you look back over history, many tears have been shed since Adam and Eve fell into sin. And nobody likes to be a slave, especially in America. And yet Paul goes ahead and describes the life of every human being in terms of slavery. He says, I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. Not only this, Paul describes this slavery in terms of worship as well. In Romans chapter 12, he says, to present your bodies as living sacrifices. Slavery and worship. Two heavy topics, especially when they're tied together. Let's explore that. First of all, how many of you consider yourselves Christians? I was hoping everybody, you can raise your hand, please. Yeah, are you proud of it? Yes, good. Okay, now, for those of you who raised your hands, how many of you still struggle with sin? Good. For those of you that raised your hand, you understand what life is like. It's not easy. It's hard when you see things go wrong in the world, see things go wrong in our own families, even with our own bodies. It's even worse when we seem to be forced into a situation there is nothing but sin 
This sermon is for you and for me who struggle with sin. When we struggle with a particular sin, especially of those that we want to get rid of, easy to doubt and despair, that's especially true when the temptation is so strong that we find ourselves unable to resist and we find ourselves succumbing to the very sin that we detest. For God himself says that we are to resist sin, and that we are to turn and to flee from it. And yet, we might find ourselves right in it. When we have those sins that we can't get rid of, it, rid of, it would be certainly easier just to give in. It's easier to say, you know what, God just created me that way, and this is the situation I'm in, and so I'm just going to have to live with it. For who wants to despair and to say I can't overcome the problems and the sins in my life? Why is it God doesn't give me the power over it? I must be condemned. I can't be his child. To give up or despair. Those are the two approaches that we find especially in our present world in so many areas and as Christians we are tempted by both in fact our society puts a lot of pressure for us to give up give in to sin because they want to be free they want to be free from the law free from judgment free from its curse and yet cannot find themselves turning to Jesus those that are forgiven don't want to struggle or to fight, think it's too hard. The struggle consumes a person, denies the impulse, breaks friendships and relationships, and there's more reasons why people do not strive to live the way God wants them to. And yet God's Word directs us not first to go ahead and change our lives. He directs us first to Himself to the person whom we worship. Ask yourself this question as you examine your own lives. Who do you worship? Not just here on Sunday morning, not just for this hour, but your whole life. Because in Romans chapter 12, that's what Paul does. He puts our lives in terms of worship. Who do we present ourselves to? You and I say that we're Christian. Well, that's true. Then we present ourselves to the righteous God. And we are slaves of righteousness. Now, that does not sound very pleasant. Nobody likes slavery. We don't want to be a slave of anything. But again, Paul is putting this in human terms and asking and I'm asking you to put it in terms of worship of Romans 12. If you and I are doing something against God's law and we either enjoy it or don't care, then we are a slave of sin, doing its bidding, obeying it as a master, rather than our Lord Jesus Christ. But if we examine ourselves and we see 
that it's wrong and we're fighting against us and find ourselves weak. And if we look at our past and find ourselves failing over and over again, of course, it would be easy for us to conclude, I can't win. That's slavery to sin. But God knows our weakness. God knows that we are powerless. And that is exactly why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to conquer sin. And he is the conqueror of sin by his death and his resurrection. And he gives that gift to us. AA, that is Alcoholics Anonymous, can be helpful in this perspective as you walk through their steps. The first one is we admit that we are powerless. For them, it's alcohol, maybe for us, but it could be true for anything, for sex, for stealing, for temper tantrums, you name the sin. It goes on and that our lives have become unmanageable. That's what your confession was. I by nature am sinful and unclean. And then it lists the things that we did and things we don't. But then the second part. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And that's Jesus. To put it in terms of Romans 6, that is to present ourselves to the one who is righteous. For God is himself is the only one that is righteous manifested in Jesus Christ. And when we find ourselves struggling and even falling into temptation, our Lord gives us the sanity through confession and absolution to say to him, yes, Lord, I know that I've been wrong, but you are my salvation. Though the world be against me, you are my salvation. Because what's left? You know, we can go ahead and give in to temptation. Paul says, what's the fruit? Lawlessness goes right on to lawlessness. Sin goes right on to more sin. And more sin ends up in death. We don't want to be there. Our Lord promises life. Life eternal. But we still struggle, don't we? And forgiveness is not a license. It is not a permission to sin, and that's where the tears come in. We know that things are not the way that they're supposed to be. When our bodies refuse to do what they are supposed to do, when our minds refuse to give up such thoughts, when those around us pressure us to sin, that's when the tears come in. But you have been proclaimed God's child through the waters of baptism. It is in this grace in which you now stand. No matter how difficult your struggle is, keep your eyes on Jesus because he's got you. He catches the very tears that you shed. That's why he said, that's what he said in our baptism. That's what he reaffirms in the absolution, in the forgiveness of sins. You know, when a person who's in AA falls off the wagon, Time to start over again. Start from zero, one day at a time. However, as Christians, we look first to Jesus. 
But we have no righteousness, no ability to turn back, but he gives it freely to us once again. We have a reason to start over again because we have his righteousness. And so when we confess our sin, he forgives it again and we start it over again. What a blessing. We don't have to worry about who our master is for Jesus is our master and our righteousness. Our confidence is in him, not in ourselves, not in our ability, not in the size of our faith, but in him. We have already heard the law being spoken about our fallen nature. But again, our confidence is not in our broken bodies. It is in Jesus. Though we know the wages of sin is death, we also rejoice that the gift of God, that the gift of eternal life is in Jesus Christ our Lord. We have it. And so we wait for all things to be renewed. Oh, the Lord knows our struggle and he catches every tear in his bottle those tears will be poured out on everything that is against us. But in the end, they'll be wiped from our bodies, wiped from, or he will wipe away our tears and replace them with joy. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.